Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. The new Super Beats Heart Shoes Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit Radio Beats, B E E T S dot com, and save 15% with promo code DEAL. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Today's briefing is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control needed to make smart decisions and grow with confidence. Save time and money and gain agility and scale by managing your company's finances in one place in real time from your desktop or phone. Start today, right now. NetSuite is offering valuable insights with a free guide. Seven key strategies to grow your profits at netsuite.com slash wired. Get your free guide at netsuite.com slash wired. When government fails, makers come to the rescue. Need masks and face shields? You got it. A network of tinkerers comes in handy when lives are on the line and the authorities are asleep at the wheel. By Clive Thompson. As the COVID-19 pandemic spread across the U.S., Isaac Budman and Stephanie Keefe watched closely. They knew what we all did. Protective equipment for healthcare workers, like those solid gold N95 masks, were in perilously short supply. Hell, the CDC itself had recommended that, in a pinch, nurses use bandanas. They also knew that in Syracuse, New York, close to where they lived, a COVID-19 testing facility had just opened. They decided to help. Budman and Keefe are the founders of Budman Industries, which makes 3D printers for architects and artists. They set about designing a face shield, a visor with a plastic sheet attached, like a see-through welder's helmet. It's only one small piece of protective gear, but a useful one. On the evening of Saturday, March 14th, Budman and Keefe got to work. Their first prototype failed. The fit was too tight, and attaching the plastic was too difficult. By 9 p.m. the following night, though, they had success. We tried it on. It felt good. We whipped our heads around trying to make the thing fall off, Budman says. They printed a batch and brought them to the county executive's office. We need as many as you can make, emergency managers told him. A local newspaper picked up on it, and demand exploded. We had hundreds of requests. Hey, I'm a nurse. We need these, Budman says. Crucially, supply exploded, too. They had put their design up on their website, and within days, more than 500 people with 3D printers began downloading it to print the visors for their own areas. Budman and Keefe had kick-started an ad hoc, globally distributed factory producing on-demand protection gear. 
For years, the maker movement has been encouraging people to try their hand at engineering, building, and crafting. It has produced a welter of quirky hobbyist projects. Guilty. But as a quiet side effect, it has also built a latent network of nerds who are very useful in a crisis. And it shows us something, equal parts inspiring and dispiriting, about our state of disaster preparedness. The good news is that ordinary people are coming to the rescue. When it became apparent that there were not nearly enough N95 masks, for example, sewing hobbyists instantly networked online to coordinate DIY mask making. Elizabeth Preston, who runs a small quilting business in Orlando, Florida, adapted a simple mask pattern she found on a Facebook group to allow the wearer to insert their own piece of N95 filter material. Within a day, Preston had sewn 20 masks. Requests from local health care workers flooded into her next-door account. There's a helplessness that you feel in the crisis, Preston told me. It's like, at least I can do something. I wondered if healthcare folks would scoff at hand-sewn masks. Nope. Obviously, it's not perfect, but it's better than nothing, as Janelle, a home healthcare nurse, told me. Her sister had scooped up masks for her from Preston's porch. I just so appreciate the way that my community is kind of rallied around me. By mid-March, some hospitals were actively asking for DIY masks. Some nurses figured they could use handcrafted masks for non-COVID-19 patients, allowing them to save their precious N95s for the pandemic. Hackers have also helped extend the lives of ventilators. In Italy, when a manufacturer couldn't produce replacement parts fast enough, a team of engineers used their 3D printer to make them. In the U.S., a group called Covent-19 Challenge is trying to design a simple open-source ventilator that could pass FDA regulations. As of March, more than 1,200 designers worldwide had volunteered to contribute ideas. People jump in with both feet, marvels Joyce Arbutus, a Florida woman whose Facebook mask-making group mushroomed overnight. Yet it's also a searing indictment of federal leadership— it was the U.S. government's job to prepare for a pandemic, including plans for supply chain choke points. It didn't. Let's not fool ourselves. What we are doing is a stopgap, Arbutius says. She's hoping that by the time you read this, N95s are widely available. I hope I never have to sew a mask again. It also shows a failure of capitalism— Part of the reason we're short on essential med tech is closed-source designs, often created to maximize vendor profits, says Canadian Dr. Tarek Lubani. His project, Galea, has designed basic open-source tourniquets and stethoscopes that can be 3D printed cheaply anywhere. These things should be commodities, he notes. Open-source makers, he argues, can produce solutions that rival those of the marketplace. Lubani's 3D-printed stethoscopes, for example, have been published in a peer-reviewed journal. He's got a point. The new coronavirus has shown that our traditional ways of doing business in medical tech can fail epically in a crisis. We need to think hard about what regulations and incentives could ensure a truly innovative and resilient market. For now, though, 
thank the everyday tinkerers who did what they could. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.